I just spent the last 10 years in the fitness industry as a fitness professional in which I turned a hobby into a $100,000 a year career, but I got bored and I wanted a new challenge. The challenge, build a million dollar a year online business. The problem was I've never grown an online business before and I'll be growing it completely from scratch. This podcast is to show you my struggles and successes and everything in between. Join me and follow along as I learn, apply, and share marketing strategies to grow my million dollar a year online business using only today's best sales funnels. My name is Brandon Duff and let's create wealth together. You're listening to The Money Friends. What's up everyone? I talked to Denny today and he is a car flipper. And he's been flipping cars pretty much for 11 years, but recently started doing it again because of how lucrative it was. And not only is he flipping cars, but there's so many other multiple streams of income that you can actually get from just the car industry. So check it out. And here we go. In three, two, one. So Denny, I'm so glad that you are here. I know that you cars and you buy and sell and you kind of have the system of I guess for me I know it real estate flipping houses but you flip cars tell me a little bit more yeah so um flipping cars is something that I was actually trying to avoid after college uh but it's it's something that I know it's it's kind of a niche um so to speak um yeah I was looking for ways to make a little bit of extra income uh after you know, I left college with no debt, but still, you know, extra income's nice no matter who you are. Definitely. Um, I, yeah, I picked up flipping vehicles again. I was a mechanic. Um, I live in North Carolina and I was a North Carolina highway inspector, uh, for vehicles. Um, so, you know, it just kind of, kind of flows. Um, I knew what most people drove because I was an inspector and I'm like, well, you know, I inspect a lot of Chevrolets. I inspect a lot of Toyotas, a lot of Hondas. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see a lot of Ferraris, Daewoo's, Lamborghinis, uh, Rolls Royces, any of that stuff. So, you know, I'm just like, this is what the population wants. This is what they are already buying. Definitely. So let's, let's play off that. No, definitely. That's good. So, I mean, obviously you, you have more volume because of obviously, um, like a lot of people like three bedroom, two baths or houses for just single family homes. And you kind of go with the volume where you're not going to a particular niche, where you're going with just flipping like Toyotas, the, the Nissans, all the cars you mentioned that are Chevys that are pretty much very popular that everyone wants to buy. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, in, in where I, the area I live in, um, what is this truck doing? Oh my God. Anyway, so the area that I live in, um, four-wheel drive trucks um, are really, really popular. Hondas are really popular, whether it's for people trying to do the tuner scene or people just trying to save gas, send their kids to college. Um in the area that I live in, um, a lot of people work for the state. So, uh, with that being said, most people don't make over $15 an hour where I live. So, they really have to stretch their dollar. They really have to, to budget themselves. Uh, the people that want the four-wheel drive trucks are usually other mechanics, uh, 
people that, uh, you know, obviously the people that just want them just to have them, just to have a four-wheel drive truck. Farmers, uh, they love trucks because farmers use trucks for literally every every day. I mean, it's, it's part of their job is to have a truck. Um, whether it's something as simple as, you know, moving one bale of hay or moving trash to uh, loading up, you know, five or six horses and taking them to a show uh, to sell or stud out. Um, then a lot of the business people in my area, um, you know, even the people that make uh, six figures or more every year, so I just stick with what the people want. Um, as far as finding the vehicles, um, Facebook posts and, and car groups um, saying, hey, I'm looking for vehicles $1,000 or less. Um, you know, show me what you got. I don't want anything that I have to do a lot of repairs to as far as engine and transmission. Um, if it needs a little bit of body work, I can, I can work with that. Uh, I personally won't fix it, but I'll pay somebody to fix it if it's worth it. If there's profit to be made there. Um, and speaking of the profit, I like to try and get at least 30% profit return on investment. Um, you know, 30% is a really good number. Um, part of my background is uh, I actually worked at a used car dealership. I was a mechanic, and I also sold stuff on the side whenever people were, um, you know, on vacation or whatnot. Uh, I'd step up to the front and put on my best clothes and sell vehicles. I actually asked the owner, I was like, you know, what kind of return of an investment are you looking for? He said, I want $500 a car at minimum. And usually just doing the math there, he was coming in at only at about 15% profit. If that, so I'm aiming, I'm aiming more for 30%. I want to make it a little bit more worth my time. Definitely. How much, how much time do you actually put into flipping these vehicles? So I have market every time a Chevrolet, a Honda, or a Toyota cross and send me a notification. Um, it's basically a a sixteen hour a day, seven day a week thing, you know. Um, when I'm at work in between like I'm a physical therapist and in between patients. I'll scroll through Facebook Marketplace or Craigslist looking for vehicles that are recently had. Um, I'm looking for is, um, and, and I'm giving away some of my secrets here, are uh, a quality vehicle that people want with the description of need money, need gone fast, or something along the lines of title is messed up. Now, something I haven't mentioned yet is I'm a public notary. Um, in Carolina, you have to have a public notary. So you really need to know the laws uh, of where you're trying to sell, but uh, you need somebody to notarize every transaction. And 
I have found, part of it is I found the way correct titles when people mess them up. And generally, when people mess up, what I mean is the the title, or one person will sign the title, but it'll never get notarized, and it won't be done in front of a notary. And it's actually a felony if somebody signs the title then takes it to a notary and has it notarized. So all the parties involved could catch a felony for that. Wow. So um, it's, it's very important that you know your laws for the area that you're in. Yeah, just like any business, right? You should definitely, in real estate, you definitely need to know your laws and what is like fair housing laws. Just like uh, in a car dealership and working with the DMV, there are guidelines that you need to file uh, permits or uh, registrations or titles within X amount of days and different, like you said, know the laws in your state, what you can and can't do. Yeah, absolutely, yes. Um, so, so, I find it interesting that, like, how did you get started with your first Did you have money already? Um, was it your, like, kind of your own car? Tell me a little bit about that. Okay, so um, I've done it in the past. Uh, being that I was a mechanic, uh, I've had some people just abandon the vehicles, and then we'll call them up and say, hey, look, we need to do something with this vehicle. Um, you know, we'll give you a couple of dollars for a couple hundred dollars, whatever, to settle up on the bill and buy the vehicle from you. Um, I've done a mechanics lien where I've just... You know, somebody's left the vehicle in the mechanic shop for 14 months and never made contact with us. So I just, it's kind of like repossessing the vehicle. Um, we just took the vehicle, basically. Uh, I know that sounds kind of bad, but, you know, if somebody's going to abandon it for 14 months, then, no, there's also you know, we call them up and call them up. You know, it's just one of those things. Is, you know, they, they left it. No, and we've called them and tried to communicate with them. So you know, uh, and it's a legal thing to do. Um, but this recently, most recently, um, so I was driving a 1999 Honda CRV, um, and I better on gas. Um, I, I accidentally ended up getting myself in in the debt trap. So I bought a 2016 Toyota Corolla. Um, I just paid cash for the down payment and started making the payments and I kept my CRV. Um, so this last round, when I, when I just started up about three weeks ago, I sold my CRV and then took every bit of that money. I didn't spend a bit of it. I took every bit of it and started buying vehicles. Um, and just, I would use 90% of the, of the money that I made back into it to start flipping. That's awesome. Uh, Cause that's the only way to make money. You got to take the money that you make. Don't spend it and turn it into more money. Yeah. Making your money works for you. Yeah. Reinvest it into the business. Exactly. So how do you, how are you going to, you're currently a one man show. So you're kind of limited on what you can do. Is there plans on getting more people in the business? maybe taking out loans to buy multiple cars at one time so you can do it? Or is this kind of just a little side hobby of yours? Um, more or less right now it's just a side hobby, but I've got a, uh, a friend that I work with um, 
he uh, he's really into like old square body pickup trucks. Um, so you know we're looking for old square body pickup trucks for him to uh, take up to Tennessee to rod runs, and he's going to start flipping those vehicles. Um, you you can do the the you know kind of the the barn fun and pick up uh, an old square body truck. We're talking 60s, 70s, 80s, whether it's Ford, Dodge, or Chevrolet. And you can pick one up anywhere for $1,500 or less, uh, spiff it up a little bit, get it running good, make sure all the brakes work real good, and then take it to a large car meet, like some of the ones in Tennessee, and turn around and make $10,000 in profit. Great. I mean, have you thought of maybe even going like you're kind of spreading out into different ventures? Have you thought of some of that that maybe the cars that hadn't sold right away, putting them on and like Toro, which is like a day-to-day rental app where you can rent out cars? Um, have you thought of turning like vans into almost um, kind of self-sustaining homes that they can travel with? Um, to live in, like, um, what are they called? I don't know, like, kind of like a mini RV where they can use that and travel the world or the, the country and rent it out from you. Have you thought of maybe doing like a program of any sort? Um, I actually have not. Um, you know, where I live, uh, things like that aren't terribly popular. Um, I would actually have to go to a larger city uh, about an hour and a half away, like Charlotte or Asheville, North Carolina, um, to do anything like Toro or any other service where you can just rent the vehicle out uh, and let it make you money. And that's actually a really good idea. Um, I've seen the app, but I've dismissed it. Um, (laughs) I guess basically my own ignorance. I'll just go ahead and call it the way it is. Um, Not looking at it. you know, the way you just explained it. Um, but as far as renting vehicles out, uh, I think that getting some of the old B-dub, uh, buses would be a really good idea for that. Exactly. Uh, you know, it's just a matter of finding some. Now I could go to the Tennessee, uh, you know, state of Tennessee when they're having one of the bug runs and they have VWs everywhere. And I could buy one there and do that. Um, but most of the VWs that I've found around here are uh, the rail buggies, the dune buggies, the old school punch bugs. Uh, not a lot of the vans, though. Um, if you do find a van and you find the right one, I can't remember which one it is, but I think it's a panel van where it doesn't have a lot of glass in it. Yeah. It's really expensive around here. Yeah, we took a, uh, a cargo van or a panel van to Burning Man, and that would have been awesome to convert into, and a friend of mine was actually uh, a co-host, or the host of um, Art of Strength and Mind podcast, Eugene. He brought it to my attention that people can convert um, panel vans or cargo vans into kind of mini RVs and travel. You can rent that out for $200, $300 a day. Um, just by renting them out. So I think that was a cool concept. I just, I 
thought of you when he brought that up and I know that you flipped cars and you know you had any insight on that. Yeah, I mean that's a that's a wonderful idea. I actually wish I would have thought of that. Um, you know, you but that's the importance of networking. Right. I mean, it's 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 what's great is we are able to share our ideas with each other and um, leverage those to create more, I guess, revenue streams within our business, like you're doing with flipping cars. I mean, now, I think, you know, even where, even if you're not in a major city like you are, you can u utilize the Torah for people that are just like a rental car um, or Airbnb. People are going to visit your town at some point and need one of those services. Um, not only that, but say you do go to those bigger cities uh, is an hour away, like Charlotte, you said, I think you mentioned. Um, you can go to like, yes. I guess there's little parking areas where you can leave the car and pay the, um, the if you have some kind of um, agreement with the parking lot structure and to the owners, they will let you park their car there and they'll do all the key and do all the work for you to supply the car and you just pay them a monthly uh, rent fee. So that could be another option. And kind of a kind of like a property manager, but for cars. Um, so I mean, if you have a lot of cars that you have built up but haven't sold that are fuel efficient or that people use for rentals, that could be definitely a possibility. Yeah, I think uh, I think the Prius uh, lineup would be perfect for that situation. Sorry, what was that? Uh, I think the Prius, the Toyota Prius lineup would be perfect for that idea. Yeah, I mean, I the, I got into Toro. I just actually did it once to be able to speak on it. Um, I have a Prius, and I have I used it. So I rented out my car for the weekend. I made 100 bucks, I think, um, and I was out of town, and it was really easy. Uh, I think right before I left town, I had to take a picture of their ID around a car or have someone do it for me, um, a friend or like a parking lot structure. And they just go around and then you give them the keys and it was really easy. And then they returned it and it was just, yeah, super simple. So I was thinking of doing something similar to that um, because it is kind of like mini real estate and it's like you said, if you can get in for under $1,000 um, for your first car, just by going on Facebook, um, on Facebook groups, on you know different app, different websites that you go to to find cars, this could be a, a revenue stream that anyone looking to get into car flipping business like you are, or the car rental business. There's so many different ways you can leverage cars to make money nowadays. Yeah, absolutely. So what is the, you already mentioned, what, like, what is your specialty? Um, um, you don't do much work, you kind of just buy low, sell high, and get out as quickly as possible. Is that what, what you would, is kind of what you shoot for? Yeah, I wouldn't even really call it selling high. I would just call it, um, okay, so like the Honda Del Sol that I had, uh, I paid $500 for it, and I called up every Honda guy I knew and had it sold in 30 minutes for 700 bucks because I didn't want my capital tied up for very long. I just, I just I'm going to tap in a quick sale. And that's what I've been doing with every single vehicle. 
there's a couple of vehicles that I could um, I could hold them a little bit longer, and I could make a little bit more money. But then you have your capital tied up, and in my opinion, you're at the mercy of depreciation at that point. Definitely. So how uh, with these um, costs? I mean, is there like how does that work with taxes? I mean, do you have a CPA that handles um, all like you were just saying depreciation and holding costs? Like, do you have someone who does that for you, like a CPA, or um, or are you so small right now that it's really not a matter of um, concern? So with the so with what I'm doing, since the vehicle never enters my name. So I'm selling them so fast. I don't have to worry about the tax because you get taxed at the highway use, um, and it's all private sale stuff. So I'm not having to go through the business tax things. Um, I have to deal with all that stuff, but uh, at the cost of uh, sending the title off, um, dealing with all those other shenanigans. Uh, in my state, you're looking at three and a half percent tax uh, plus tag, tax, and title. Well, tag and title uh, to send the vehicle off, uh, send the vehicle title off, and then after you, after the sale, uh, you have to pay the highway use tax again, regardless of how long you owned it. They'll just prorate it. And then you have to look into, I think about, oh Lord, I think North Carolina is, I think they're taxed at 8% uh, profit. So if you start uh, start dealing with all that, you're looking at paying, Lord, probably up to 30% of your profits and just tax. Um, yeah. Maybe a bit more. So I know you have your giving right now, and I know you're got to wrap things up right now. But um, if more people want to learn how to flip cars and learn more about what you're doing and um, want to experience what you're doing, where can people find you? Where can they get a hold of you? Yeah, absolutely. They can contact me um, on my Facebook. Uh, you can tag me in this, and and we'll chat about it. You know. I can't, uh, I can't speak for every single state's laws. Um, I know that some states, um, like South Carolina, do not require notaries uh, for title transactions uh, for vehicles. Um, I don't think Tennessee does. Um, and then, you know, that's another thing. Whenever you're bringing a vehicle from out of state, like South Carolina, Tennessee, Virginia, Georgia, whatever, into the state of North Carolina, they don't require a notary for that transaction either. So you can bring a vehicle from South Carolina into the state of North Carolina. It gets a one year freebie on inspections. You don't have to get it inspected for one year for how, uh, for North Carolina highway use. Um, and you don't have to have a notary presence. So you can just sign the title, hand the title to the person that's buying it. They sign it and send it off. Uh, all, all the normal tag tax and title still applies, but, uh, you just you get to skip the notary part of it. Well, it seems a lot easier to. I mean, like you said, know your state, 
know the rules in your city, and if you can get a city that is easier to flip cars, like you were saying, in where you live versus another state, you might as well take advantage of that. Um, so that's so great, Denny. Um, I will put your Facebook into a website, or um, do you just prefer people to reach out to you on Facebook and put a, a link in the show notes to your Facebook? Hey, absolutely. And, um, you know, sometimes it's who you know, uh, not necessarily what you know. So definitely know your, your laws. If you have a question about anything, make sure that you know somebody that you can go to uh, whether it's about the mechanical condition of the vehicle, uh, a title situation, um, a law, make sure that you get in contact with somebody that knows more than you do, or at least knows a different section of your niche than you do. So that way, that way you have a, you know, kind of a backup, you know, I don't know this, the answer to this. Let me call Jimmy Joe that I know. He'll know the answer to it. That's great, yeah. You definitely want to know your laws and have resources out there that you can leverage and call um, upon to make sure you're getting the right information. And that's so important why you know, I'm reaching out to experts like yourself to get that people's information on how to you know, make money doing whatever. So thank you so much, Danny, for today. I'm going to link back to your Facebook page. And, um, if you have any closing comments before you hit the gym, let me know. Um, yeah, I'm going to cover one more thing real quick. Um, be prepared to take payments. Uh, a lot of people don't want to take payments. I'm one of those people that does not want to take payments. But I know that most of the people in my area make, you know, between minimum wage here, I think it's like $7.25 or $7.50 an hour to $15 an hour. Uh, that's not everybody, but that's a vast majority of the people. So not everybody has, you know, $2,000 laying around to buy something. Build you a contract. If you don't know, if you don't already have a contract set up, you can get on Google Docs. You can get on the internet. Find the a contract that's already set up, and just be prepared to take payments. There's also a way that you can protect yourself so you don't lose the vehicle. You can put yourself down on the lien as the lien holder, just like a used car lot would uh, or a bank would. Um, straight on the title in North Carolina, and what that does for uh, people in North Carolina is if I put myself down as the lien holder, I'm going to get the title sent to my house. It's going to be in somebody else's name, whoever buys it. And then all I have to do when they satisfy the loan is release the lien and give the title to them. If they don't satisfy the loan, I just fill out one piece of paper. It's 50 bucks and I repo the vehicle. So you know, just be prepared. I mean, that's so great. I mean, it, that's, Super important to have contracts, and we will definitely go deeper in a new po another podcast on how you leverage uh, each of your your um, properties and how you can create that that difference. I mean, that leverage and price. I mean, if you can make payments on, say, for instance, uh, a car that you just purchased from someone, and then now have another uh, now you're selling it to someone else. And you're, they're making payments to you. You're making a difference in the spread, which is super awesome. Um, and the, like you said, you're just the capital. You're regaining that capital. So I think that's really cool. We're going to definitely have to have and talk about some of the numbers and how you do that with um, different contracts. Maybe you have a contract that you use that um, I can supply in the show notes, and then uh, we'll follow up in a few weeks.
Yeah, yeah. We'll uh, we'll do a follow up on uh, dealing with contracts and how to approach those, um, and you know some of the legalities involved with that. So we'll definitely dig deeper into that for sure. Awesome. Thanks so much, and you have a great workout. Hey, have a good one. Bye, buddy. Peace. Hey guys, please rate and subscribe to the podcast. I would really love your feedback and really love to give you information, what you guys want to learn about and really are interested in. As much as I'm in this with you guys, I want you guys to join me in this journey. So 